Episode 1, Season 2, Meditating, Living Life on Purpose. I've always been nervous to sing because I'm not very good at it, but that is just a subjective way to not do something I have fun doing, so I will sing whenever I want to, sing whenever I want to, I hope you enjoy the show. I'm going to start sharing some companies or people or things that are doing some really cool stuff around the world, kind of like a sponsor but they're not involved in what I'm doing. They don't even know that I'm sharing the good stuff they're doing. I just feel like it's important to bring awareness. So the very first company that I would like to share with you, and I'm going to read their really brief story here in a second, is a company called 4Ocean, the number 4Ocean.com. Here's their mission and a little bit of their backstory. Alex Schultz and Andrew Cooper were inspired to create 4Ocean after taking a surf trip to Bali, Indonesia in 2015. While they had grown up in Florida and made their living from the ocean, Bali is where they truly began to understand the severity of the ocean plastic crisis and its impact not just on marine life but on the coastal communities that, like them, relied on the health of the ocean to survive. After speaking with local fishermen, whose livelihoods were negatively impacted by plastic pollution, Alex and Andrew decided to build a company that would hire boat captains and fishermen in communities heavily impacted by plastic pollution as full-time professional cleanup crew members to recover plastic and other harmful debris from the ocean, rivers, and coastlines seven days a week. Since the very beginning... The co-founders envisioned a business model where the materials for ocean crews recovered from the ocean would be used to develop new and innovative products that raise awareness about the ocean plastic crisis, fund a global ocean cleanup operation, and empower individuals around the world to end their reliance on single-use plastic. Now, For Ocean has cleanup divisions in Florida, Bali, Haiti, Guatemala, and recovers millions of pounds of trash from the ocean rivers and coastlines every year. We've introduced countless sustainable and reusable products, including a line of affordable single-use alternatives that continues to grow, and thanks to our one-pound promise, have made it possible for anyone, anywhere, to clean the ocean. I was introduced to this company maybe four years ago. I don't even know how I came across their company, but I think it's really cool, and I follow them, and I buy some of their products, and mostly they're like little bracelets that are made from the plastic and glass and trash they find in the ocean and the bra- all parts of the bracelets come from the, the garbage it's like 20 bucks to buy a bracelet and that goes towards pulling a pound of trash out of the ocean and then i also do my very best not to use plastic or buy things that are in single-use plastic containers or in packaging from places that i need things from so that i can minimize the amount of trash i'm putting back into the planet which in you know ends up somewhere in the ocean. Eventually, it seems like. There's so much garbage out there. Look up the uh, Pacific Ocean um, Garbage Pyre. 
it's a pile of trash that's much bigger than the state of Texas floating around in the vortex of uh, all the currents out there. And it's like, I don't know, 20 feet deep or something like that. It's massive. All this trash just ends up there. It's disgusting and embarrassing in one sense. And it's so bad for the wildlife and the marine life out there. So anyway, take a look at 4ocean.com. Enjoy this episode, and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks. I'm up on Thompson Ridge here, wandering around the woods with my little buddy Moose, and sitting on a nice old log, thinking about metastating 2.0. And a lot of things float through my head, and one of them is the idea metastate or metastating when it came to me came to me in the moment or time in my life when I was really discovering what it is I want to do and so I became I'm passionate about it and so it made sense to me at the time to define metastating as actively pursuing your life's passion because that's what I was doing now as I interviewed people and chatted with people and got feedback from some of you I contemplated the old idea again, and I wondered if it was a little too focused, well, specifically about my experiences, but also too focused or too particular, and didn't leave room for what metastating really is from my point of view. Metastating is, is living on purpose, understanding and choosing to do things and surround yourself with people and search out the energy that brings you to a point where you feel alive and peaceful and motivated and energized. And those things don't have to be your passion. They can certainly include that. Uh, but I think the bar was set a little too high when I said, actively pursuing your life's passion because we aren't always doing that. And some of, sometimes we don't even know what that means. And I, I know I lose it, that idea or that feeling all the time, and I find my way back to it. And so living life on purpose, to me, feels better and more inclusive and more accessible. My goal is going to be, or not going to be. My goal is to interview people and share things on the podcast that are motivating for sure. Funny for sure in some cases, just because I think that's a, a wonderful way into the window of awareness, humor. Uh, but I also want to bring people on that are practitioners in their specific area or their specific idea in their lives and have incorporated some specific ideas and skills and practices into their lives that I think are useful and could be beneficial to you and to me. So I'm going to uh, start incorporating some podcasts that will actually have some um, actionable steps and things that you can try to incorporate into your lives to move a little bit closer to or include more of the things that you really want your life to be like and the things that you want to be in your life. I'm also going to continue 
uh, interviewing people that are just doing some really cool shit. And uh, I'm going to also include some more of the ideas about the words that we choose to use. And I, I did one of them, and I entitled it Words Matter. Uh, and so I will be doing more of those and I will be floating around, um, inside the different things that I have written about and the things that I have read and the ideas that I have scribbled all over my notebooks and journals and paper plates and napkins and pieces of wood and all that kind of stuff, um, that I believe, well, I believe are important to me because they really resonate with me and those ideas that I think could use a little bit of contemplation and or more specifically some awareness building. I'm excited to bring these thoughts and people and ideas into this space to share. So with that said, I would like to include in this short first episode of season two, a words that matter piece. And the word or words are sorry and apologize. Something that I think we could all do that would help us become more aware of ourselves and regaining maybe our voice or some of the power that we feel like we've lost or a little bit more uh, confidence in who we are and who we want to be, would be to become aware of how many times you say sorry in a day. And think about what it is you're saying sorry for. Oftentimes, I will be with people and somebody will say sorry and it seems out of place and I'll stop and I'll say, why are you sorry? And they don't really have a good answer. And I think a lot of us can find us in that place sometimes. Maybe the answer was, oh, I, I, I was in your way. Or I'm here and you want to be here, so sorry. Or um, maybe you are anticipating yourself doing something that is wrong or somebody else from your eyes might be more important or should be in the place you are physically or energetically. Uh, and therefore you might think that somebody else is worth more than you. So you say, sorry, 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 sorry. And I think we would all be surprised at how many times we actually say it during a day and not really know what we're saying it for. What I think is also important to be aware of is that each time you say it, you are subconsciously, if you're not aware of it, feeding the voices or the beliefs that you have that you don't deserve the space that you're in or that you are on a continuum of self-worth less than somebody else, maybe. So you constantly say, sorry, sorry, and you you, be, you believe it, and it becomes a lexicon, and it becomes a wired neural pathway, and then you say it more, and it becomes this background theme, sorry, 
uh, I shouldn't be here. Sorry. Um, this, you want this more than me, or you deserve this more than me, or, or there's so many different ways to spin it. Now, the word apologize is a bit more formal. Let me read the definitions for sorry and then apologize. So sorry, there's multiple definitions, but one of the first ones that pops up is feeling distress or regret. All right, feeling distress or regret. Now, if you find yourself in a situation where you, you know, it's a simple situation where there's no real connection between you or somebody else that is in any way in need of an apology, but you say it anyway, then why are you feeling regret or, or in the way kind of thing? Now, the definition for apology is to express your regret for something that you have done wrong. So an apology is much more, uh, formal and specific, and has intent. You have to think about it. We have to identify what it is that we feel like we should apologize for, and sometimes, and I am absolutely in this camp, the feeling that you feel when you think of what you should apologize for can be very powerful and overwhelming, so you don't apologize. And for me, I would just be angry. Not so much anymore, not that I apologize as much as I should because I don't, but I don't get as angry as much as I used to. The anger for me in the past would be um, the method of pushing people away, therefore they're not in my vicinity and I I can forget, which I didn't really do and which we don't really do, I could forget the feeling that I had for needing and, and, and having this desire to apologize and therefore wouldn't have to feel that anymore. Even with just a little bit of an of an awareness, that doesn't work. It builds up. So take a take a look at, become aware. How often do you say sorry throughout the day? And when and how often do you actually apologize? Now, an apology can be healing for both people. I know that when I own my feelings and actually feel them, which I'm trying to do more of and I struggle every day with that, and I and I move through them and I feel them, I feel a sense of power and confidence and relief and peace. And so when I actually make an apology, then I'm looking at the part of me that needs to either heal and or own up to something that I could learn from and not do anymore. So, words matter. Apologize or apology and sorry. Take a look at it in your life. See what role they play. And if there's anything that you can do to learn from them and make a difference in a shift, maybe you'll walk around a little bit lighter. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Lastly, the joke of the week. I don't want to brag, but I finished the puzzle I got last week in under four days. And it said on the box, two to four years.